Guys, today we're with one of Australia's most inspiring and influential entrepreneurs, businessmen, investors, underwear models. Like, he's, this guy is amazing. This is Jack Delosa. Is it Delosa? Is that how people say your last name? Delosa. Delosa. Yeah. So when you type in Jack Delosa in Google, lots of things come up, Jack. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you ever type your name in Google, let's be honest, but um, in image searches... Uh, <laughs> no, you weren't prepared for this. Um, now, there's lots of things that come usually up. Usually people don't get to it in the first question. You know, Usually they ease into it. There's a progression that occurs. No, we're, we're young and free here, mate. We go. <laughs> now, but there's a point to my madness because you type in Jack DeLosa <laughs> and lots of words come up. It's like millionaire, like um, TED Talk, CEO. Pretty much there's lots of things that describe you and you couldn't really pin it down to one thing. And actually one thing that comes to mind is entrepreneur. Right? But what were you like in high school? Yeah, high school never agreed with me, and I never really agreed with high school. I was never, I was never a very good student um, in an academic sense, mm. um, you know. And uh, I love the work that you do, right? Because so often it's the young adults or the kids that don't fit into the academic classroom mm. that have something truly unique and special to offer the world. It's just that the classroom doesn't bring it out of them. Yeah. And then I think there's, you know, really large sort of cultural paradigms in that, okay, well, if you're not going to go to university and become an accountant or a lawyer, then you'll go do a trade. Yeah. You know, it's like there's two choices in life and they're it. <laughs> it's and it's true. like, man, the world changed a long time ago and, you know, the system needs to catch up and, and, and you know, our cultural thinking needs to catch up. Mm. Um, and so w what I suggest is, you know, well, so I, I did go to university. I, I did a com law degree for a minute and dropped out because, again, it was just too slow and theoretical and, and I, I, I couldn't see how I was ever going to apply it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I went and started my first business, which is a business business call centre. Uh, and, I, you, you know, in hindsight, I sort of viewed my first two or three years in business as my apprenticeship, right? Mm. It, it was a self-driven, self-initiated apprenticeship. I wasn't doing it with anybody else. I was doing it running my own business, <clears throat> learning the mistakes, learning through trial and error, mm. trying to engage you know, with people that knew what they were doing and, and learning as much as possible. And so I think for, for young people who are out there who are thinking, you know, school's not for me, therefore what do I do? A couple of things. First thing, you need to realize that when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, you're not supposed to know what you want to do for the rest of your life, yeah. right? That's another very unproductive, unhelpful paradigm that I think the traditional education system brings. It's just, just not aligned to reality. You just don't know at that age. Um, and so what do you do in that instance is you go and you experience different things. You know, go traveling. Um, go work for different companies, work for different people, make different friends, like just taste lots and lots and lots of different things. Mm. And as you do that, you'll learn more about who you are, you'll develop more about who you are, and, and the path in terms of what you then want to do will become clearer. Mm, that's really cool. With the course center, your first business, how old were you? 18 when we started. 18? Yeah. So was there, was there any seed of interest about doing business even a little bit younger than that? Were you interested in business as a young guy? Or? Yeah. Well, my parents ran a not-for-profit when I was five. Wow. And they yeah. take 
um, youth off the street, put them through education programs, then put them into employment. And so I always knew that education was what I wanted to come back to. But um, and so when I was a teenager, you know, school wasn't for me, but I did I did have this very natural curiosity and I wanted to learn more about the world and I wanted to learn more about politics and I wanted to learn more about business. I really wanted to learn who influences the world, who sets up the rules, you know, because mm-hmm. I, never, I never believed all of the rules. You know, you should go to school and you should go to uni and you should get married and, you know, there's all these shoulds and some of them are really good if that's what you want to do, but I just think they shouldn't be absorbed unconsciously. Mm, um, love that. And so I always wanted to come back to education and so, but I realized that I needed to become an entrepreneur in order to do education well. And so I just wanted business experience and so I just started the first opportunity that came to me. Wow, that's amazing. How did it go just for all the listeners? Terribly. Terribly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I remember I started um, my first business. I was a sole trader when I was 16 and my dad was a CBA invest, uh, financial planner and I was just a rock star. I played music in front of everyone and he's like, you can't just rely on that you need to be business savvy I'm like, okay so i started teaching my high school teachers guitar at lunchtime and um lots of students are at my own home and and that's where i kind of started i kind of fell into it as a suggestion from the old man <laughs> but i'm like wow well, that's, that's one way to do it <laughs> that's the thing right and, and that points exactly to my one of my key philosophies which is you know everyone talks about like find your purpose follow your purpose and what does that mean yeah. it simply means follow what brings you joy follow what makes you curious and so you know you're a muso and you love playing guitar and so that was a that was kind of like an organic next step for you right mm. and so and so if you were to put school to the side if you were to put academia to the side if you were to put everything you've ever heard to the side and go what do i actually love doing and how could i just do more of that and don't even worry about how it might become a career initially just just immerse yourself in it more follow your joy follow your curiosity and it will lead you to the path that really lights you up. What I'm finding online a lot, and I'm talking with lots of young people, is that they want to arrive at the top of the mountain straight away. Yeah. And they, they underestimate <laughs> what they can achieve in five years rather than in six days or something. Yeah, yeah. So to hear that your first attempt at business didn't seem to go very well, like, mm. tell us a little bit what happened after that. What, what, what went wrong? What happened? Um, well, what went wrong is business is a skill like anything else, right? It's like, it's like playing the guitar. It's like playing the violin. Business is a skill. It's a capability. Mm. And uh, when I was 18, there was no way to develop that capability other than to do it. Today, places like the Entourage exist where you can come, get training, learn from people who've been there, done the experience, and off you go, and you, you've got what you need. But back, you know, this is what, 14 years ago, um, you could only go to university if you want to learn about business and, mm. and, and university doesn't teach you well about startup and high growth business. They teach you about corporate business. Yeah. And, so, and so if anything, going to university to learn how to do this is counterproductive. Like it's actually detrimental because it teaches you to do the wrong things. Mm. And so, um, yeah, and so I, I just, I learned through trial and error. What went wrong was I, I didn't yet have the skill of being effective in business. Mm. Well, so when, instead of like quitting, yeah. like some people do, they, they lack grit, you know, they, lack, they, they don't appreciate there's a, there's a process and there's progress. What did you do next? Did you quit? I did just you started the next one. Started the next one. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you just go again, <laughs> right? But this, this is the thing, right? If you want to become successful twice as fast, double the amount of mistakes you're making. Mm. 
School teaches you that mistakes are bad. Mm. They're not. Mistakes are inevitable stepping stones towards succeeding. Yeah. And so they're not something to be deterred by or beat yourself up by. They are something to learn from. Brilliant opportunities, brilliant learning opportunities. But in terms of, um, you know, getting down on yourself for it, you know, mm. no, no one ever did anything great without failing a lot of times along the way. Yeah. A lot of young people that will be listening to this might be like, oh, well, that's, that's pretty... Pretty wow! That's an amazing story to hear that Jack, you know, went through that, and he wasn't just landing every t- every shot he made. You yeah, know? But, yeah. But right. um, was there an operating system you had even then, like um, a philosophy, uh, a belief to because it it takes more than just hard skills to be able to just make it. That's really big part of it. But if you don't have the belief, or you don't have a certain way of thinking, then you know, um, you don't see failure as feedback. Then you right. see that as the end. Yeah. Was this, is this something that drives you to keep going, and keep trying? Well, I was, I was fortunate in that I'd been studying personal development and like psychology and leadership and influence and um, NLP, all sorts of things, from the age of about fourteen. Wow. And so I, it, it's the stuff that you teach. And this is why I love what you do, right? Because and this is why anyone watching should go and engage. You know, go and watch. Matt speaking, go into, you know, the, um, what do you call them, clinics or? Yeah, classes, programs. Yeah, yeah. go go into the programs because um, because it's what fundamentally makes the difference, right? Because as you're developing the capability, you need to have the mindset to keep going. And so I was, I was fortunate in that I had, I had the mindset. Millions of people around the world suffer from anxiety and it's the number one personal concern related to mental health and mental illness in our nation. I've just written a book on mindfulness and mental health and the whole purpose around it is to give practical tools and tactics to be able to really reduce stress and anxiety. We really need to understand what mental health is and what it isn't, how it affects our body, how it affects our minds and how we can actually use our minds and our body to reduce the level of trauma and stress in our lives. So please go to mattpersonal.com forward slash shop. The book is only $7.95 as an ebook version. There's limited hard copies and there's an audio book version as well. So it's a really good resource. I really encourage you to check it out, especially if you want to learn more about anxiety and mindfulness. My fundamental philosophy, my operating system, to use your word from before, is when the voices inside of you are louder than the voices outside of you, that's when you've begun to master your life. Mm. And so when your voice is loudest and your voice is louder than all of the people giving you the criticism, whatever form that might be coming in, um, that's, that's when you, you're really centered and you know you're really, really on the right path. Mm. And so... You, 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 you want to listen to your own voice first and foremost, and any criticism, just use it to fuel you to get better. Don't allow it to get you down. Mm, that's really cool. Yeah, because um, I was just thinking, all right, so I grew up it's getting with, serious. I, I went, oh, you love this, man. <laughs> um, I grew up with a Christian background, you know, and um, a lot of my listeners know this, but don't force it on anyone. But this is some unique frameworks of mythology in, in right, the Bible, right? 100%. And uh, one, of the, one of the frameworks is there's five gifts that the church based the whole thing, the organization on. And the top two, the foundational ones, are apostles and prophets. And I think you might resonate with this because it's like maybe an apostle is kind of like an entrepreneur, maybe, because an apostle would typically have a vision go out and recruit people, train them up and see it, put the systems in place and let, let them go and go to the next place yeah. and do the same thing. The prophets were the creative people. They saw the future. 
you know, they were like, oh, the current status, you know, we're about to head for a massive famine or we're about to hit a financial crisis. And those two gifts together really gave security and direction for the church in the Bible. Um, that's how I, in my mind, so that's one way I try, I'm, I'm testing out at the moment. Mm. What would you say, is that line up with anything that you think about entrepreneurs or anything like that? Is that similar with their behavior, their function? 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, religion, you know, back when Jesus Christ was around, for example, um, was was uh, similar to business today in that it was largely about marketing. Mm. And 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 um, so there are a lot of you can draw a lot of parallel. You know the the apostles being the visionaries and the prophets being the the wise dudes. It's it's the same it's the same game today. You know you can look at the you can look at the chart uh, the growth graph of Christianity on a graph. It's quite similar to the user growth on Facebook. Wow, okay. Right. Definitely. And it's the same game. It, you know, you, you sort of study it from a historical perspective, you know, and, and, and they would go out with, with different messages and who would resonate with different messages. Oh, this message seems to be resonating. Okay, let's let's keep sort of engaging with that message and keep engaging people with that message. And it, it, it was <laughs> the, the, the popularization of religion is actually there are many parallels to the popularization of social media, for example, or entrepreneurship, mm. for example. It's marketing. Mm. That's epic. And that's not to discount the, how profound it is or to discount its authenticity. Mm. It's just to say that anybody with a message and anyone that thinks they've got something meaningful to say or share, whether it's uh, Christianity or Hi, I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Download my app called Facebook. Yeah. Um, it, it how, how 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 far that reaches will depend on how good you are at marketing. That's it. And I'm just thinking, just with that framework, I'm just testing this out. I'm just teasing things out out loud. Is the the gifts that say the apostle? It's more of a function than a fashionable thing. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. Is it simply described how someone functioned. You know, yes. this guy thought a certain way, this guy had a vision and he went out and did it. Yep. Do you think that's something similar to yourself, like as an entrepreneur yeah. and you see that amongst your peers? Because Yeah, 100%. Hmm. Yeah, the entrepreneur is often the, the dreamer and um, one who can be quite dissatisfied with how things are today mm. because they've got a very clear view of how, how, how they think things should be tomorrow. And then the entrepreneur gets to work, you know, recruiting and, and um, communicating a vision and communicating that new tomorrow uh, and, and gets busy working toward it. It's mm, awesome. So, yeah, one last question on the entrepreneur thing. So help us out between what's the difference? Yeah. So all these guys are like, am I an entrepreneur? Can you ask Jack? Am I an entrepreneur, man? Like, please, I want to be. <laughs> what would you say well, to those guys? You know, like, I'd say it doesn't matter. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Know, you. That's good. It's, it's, if, it really doesn't matter. If you go back to the key definitions, the, the definition of an entrepreneur is somebody that's involved in, you know, to, to paraphrase it, somebody that's involved in several different business ventures, often for profit, often involving a high amount of risk. Now, so socially and sort of colloquially over the last 10, 15 years, that definition's been diluted and popularised perhaps um, to, be, to, to a more inclusive definition of somebody that takes ownership of their life. Mm. And is that a bad thing? No, that, that, that's a really good thing. Um, 
And so, you know, by the strictest definition of entrepreneur, Steve Jobs wasn't an entrepreneur. Mm. He was a businessman and a CEO. But, cool. But by the strictest definition, he wasn't an entrepreneur. And so, I don't think it matters. Like, yeah, I don't. I, the, the label doesn't matter. It's more about developing who you are and and getting busy working towards doing something great and that might be playing the guitar it might be being a a really awesome priest in a church it might be building a business it might be building an empire of businesses like a Richard Branson it might be flying planes it might be traveling it might be looking after your parents it could be anything Mm. Um, but whatever it is for you you know just do you Mm, that's awesome I love that it doesn't really matter no (laughs) that's that's the world we live in but isn't it it's like (laughs) am I these tags and labels that that's it's all it is it's tags and labels fuck the tags and labels yes it doesn't matter (laughs) no one cares get on with it you know it's about function over fashion for me jack right right exactly function over fashion so a quick quick fire question for you um if you could gift a few books to some young students yes um that would inspire them to improve their lives that you've read yourself what would they be that's a few off your top of your head Principles by Ray Dalio. Oh, that's a great book. Yep, Dalio, D-A-L-I-O. Really good book. Mm. Um, if you're a spiritual person or you want to explore spirituality or religion, Conversations yep. with God is a good book. Um, Principles, Conversations with God. Um, there's a book called Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Thiel, T-H-I-E-L. Um, Zero to One. Which is which is more sort of business style. So yeah, principles for personal development, uh, conversations with God for spiritual development, or zero to one for business development. That's awesome. Um, any um, any tidbits or any any advice you'd give for a young person that's listening today? Because when you're um, say 15, say think about the scope of 15 year olds these days in the in the the system they're in they may be from a single parent like I had a single mum for a while um, growing up um, I was adopted from Korea and, wow. and um, yeah so it's you've got a lot of listeners you know tuning into us today um, I guess what would your what would be a couple of uh, advice you'd give people for, to develop some grit you know like don't give up um, what's, what's something that you'd pass on to some young guys mm. I think um there's a couple of things on that. It's a big question. Yeah, it is. Um, the first is to realize that most of life is hard. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's actually quite cool. You know, that, that, that's where the journey happens. And that's where the struggle happens. And that's where the learning and growing happens. Um, it's where the adventure is. Mm. And so I do think... Many people, particularly in today's culture, almost have a fantasy about how they want their life or how life should be one day. Mm. You know, like for me, you start a business and you think, well, when I'm doing a million dollars, you know, life will be incredible. Then, oh shit, this is hard. When I'm doing $10 million, life will be incredible. Then you get, you know, it just, as you progress, and whether it's business or playing the guitar or, or speaking or doing whatever, um, as you progress up higher levels, you only attract higher challenges. Wow, that's right? really good. The, the athlete, the Olympic athlete, finds their sport every bit as challenging as the day one amateur. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, let's say you start playing basketball today. You're going to find it really hard. Mm-hmm. But, you're not gonna, but LeBron James finds it equally as hard because he's playing against people that are of near equal stature 
to him, mm. right? So, so as you progress, things don't get e- easier. They, they get more enjoyable as you build your life and, and, and build your life more consciously and create yourself and everything around you. It can get more enjoyable, more loving, more fulfilling. Um, but it's not necessarily about looking for easy. The other thing that I would say is that we need to redefine what, what freedom is, right? Freedom mm. is not being able to pursue your whim at any moment of the day. Freedom is not, I get to go to the beach now and then I can go have some drinks and then I can go do this. Like, that's called a holiday. But that's not, that's not, that's not true freedom. Um, and often the pursuit of that freedom actually limits your true freedom, mm. right? True freedom is choosing what it is you want to do with your life and committing to a path and taking responsibility for yourself and that path. Mm. That's, that's true freedom. True freedom is the ability to decide and the ability to commit. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's about uh, taking responsibility, recognizing you're in control and, and finding, falling in love with something and life such that you really want to commit to it. When we were at school, we didn't have programs to help us with mental health, mental illness, anti-bullying, how to find your career, all that stuff wasn't accessible. And now we've realized the need across Australia for these types of programs. We engage schools around Australia, and last year we engaged over 100,000 people through conferences, seminars, and this podcast is totally free from our own time, and we want to keep it like that because we want to just be able to travel and offer families, teachers, students something to listen to and something to really be encouraged by but one of the things I really want to encourage you this year to do is consider partnering with us with our programs because we need financial support we've just started a patreon account patreon is this amazing platform where you can give monthly as little as two bucks a month to be able to support one of our specific programs so you know exactly what your money goes toward we have some people have given five dollars ten dollars twenty dollars a month it goes towards getting the program on the road getting the program developed and we've got mental health programs which are being trialed for the last two years in local schools and we've got schools crying out for the video content for the worksheets for the teacher modules we've got gyms crying out for mental health and mental illness programs which we're developing right now and i've got an intern whose name is benny he's been on this podcast and he's got autism he's got a form of autism it's called asperger's and one of the goals is to be able to give him a job because he has a passion to help young people he's switched on and he's helping us develop content and he has the insight of having a mental disability which he's totally open about and brave about to be able to, for me to share this on our programs so that's one of the goals as well to be able to put him on staff to be able to be a great role model to those who are in the similar boat as Ben I'd really be honored if you consider going to patreon.com forward slash Matt Purcell work within your means and we'll really just be blessed to work together to be able to help as many people as possible get the help they need I, I think I've just naturally developed that that desire and that discipline, if you could call it that. Um, what I find is there's certain things in life that you don't get good at until you feel the pain of their absence. Mm. And so what I mean by that is you don't fully appreciate the importance of rest until you've worked for two or three years in complete burnout. Mm. And then you go, okay... I reckon I could find a better way, you know, <laughs> and then you start, you start to appreciate downtime as much as you appreciate your uptime. You know, it's like when, when, when you're in business, everyone thinks like accounting and finance is boring and, and it is until 
until you get into financial trouble because you weren't managing the cash flow of the business mm. and you get into financial trouble, you will fall in love with finance from that moment on. And so often you need to feel the pain of not doing something before one can appreciate the joy of actually doing it, whereas previously it was a discipline. Now it's just something that you enjoy doing. Mm. Two more minutes. Um, really quick segment on, um, on business for young people. What's your, what's your tips for money for young people? I'd say just the biggest asset in your life is you. And so, um, you know, manage your money responsibly and like, like, you know, party less is probably a good start because that's probably where a lot of people's money goes most of the time. Um, but ultimately, build your earning capacity, meaning become somebody that commands a larger income. And how do you do that? Read books, go see this guy talk, come to the entourage, you know, see what we're doing here. Yeah. Like immerse yourself in education and build you and learn and grow. And as you learn and grow, uh, the more you learn, the more you earn. Mm. And so just when it comes to money, just build you and the money will follow. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, guys, this guy's a legend. And I, I really appreciate this interview because we've gone deep. Nice. We've gone a little deeper than uh, pretty quickly. Nice. But um, this guy is the CEO of the Entourage, and there's there's a few of them around, isn't there? Is there is there Sydney? There's Melbourne as well. Is it just mostly? Uh, we're headquartered in Sydney, but we've got students all over the the country. It's a great option, guys, and I really encourage you. If you're interested in business, uh, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to learn frameworks to be able to really, um, I don't know, take your business next level. And this guy is the way to go. You need to look up this guy in the entourage because um, everything you just heard about being in a relationship with people, finding mentors who are a different level to you, that's the best way to learn. And I agree. So, Jack, we can't thank you enough for your time, brother. Legend, man. Keep that's doing awesome. what you're doing. Thanks, man. Good man. Hey, thanks for listening to the Coda Kings podcast. We really want to encourage you to share this online and personally to any friends, family members and students that you feel would benefit from it. If you go to our website, greenroom.net.au and click on the live tab, you'll see Code of Kings podcast. We want to hear your questions, suggest some topics for us to discuss and give us your feedback about how it's helped you and your friends. Follow us on Instagram at the Code of Kings and hashtag us in your ventures of bravery, moments of discovery and you'll see us posting helpful things up on there. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. We'll see you next time.